So let's say you've got a favorite bar or a favorite radio station. Wait, for, for our purposes today, let's say it's a favorite coffee shop. And you go in once and you order an Americano and it's great. But not only that, they treat you really well. So you decide you're going to go in uh, before work a couple of days a week. And before you know it, it's every day before work. And then it's on weekends too. I'd say that makes you a huge coffee fan and also an incredibly loyal customer. But even that kind of loyalty pales in comparison to the brand superfan. Now that's a kind of customer who takes loyalty to the extreme. And that's what's happening today on Relate. I'm Tamara Stanners, and this is Relate by Zendesk. On the podcast, we've talked about all kinds of different relationships. But today, it's about a pretty extreme version of customer loyalty. And producer Andy Shepard is here to set it up. Yeah, so, you know, everyone who runs a business uh, or who works in customer service, you know, they want to build good relationships with their clients, right? Yeah. And they, you know, they, they hope that their customers will stay with them. Well, I want to tell you about one customer who is so enamored with a business that he goes every day. Well, you know what? That's not that surprising. Yeah, but there's, there's more to it. Okay. But first, let me introduce you to Jeff. Right. My name's Jeff Wrights, R-E-I-T-Z, and I had a protein drink and Pop-Tart for breakfast. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> so Jeff is uh, talking here with our freelancer, Devin Schwartz. Tell me where we are. We are at Disneyland in California. And how many visits has this been for you? Today marks 2013 consecutive visits every day since 2011. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so this, this guy <laughs> has been to Disneyland every single day for years. Now, this interview was back in July, so he's probably at around 2,075 consecutive visits at this point. That is unbelievable. And were any of those, uh, was the park closed any of those days or anything like that? No, Disneyland's only been closed for two days out of the entire history. The day uh, JFK was shot and on 9-11. Let's go for a walk around. So what's the, uh, what's the first thing you usually look for when you get into the park? Usually, I just uh, will look around just to see what's going on. we got the flag retreat going on. Uh, I'm an Air Force veteran myself, so a lot of times I'll go over and participate standing up at the flagpole for the retreat. That is so not the image I was expecting. So a middle-aged Air Force vet who goes to Disneyland every day for years? Doesn't he get bored? Well, you, I, I mean, you'd think so, but no, that's the thing. Uh, we're coming up uh, Main Street right now. We're coming up to the hub of Disneyland. Right there, Casey Jr.'s Circus Train. I'm always looking around. My head's on a swivel, basically, when I'm here to see what's going on. Uh, you know, do I see a character I, I want to, you know, go say hi to? You know, we walk past Goofy and then Mickey and Minnie, you know. Sometimes. Okay, so what's this guy's story? Why does he feel the need to go every day? Well, 
I think part of it goes back to his childhood. I mean, he's got these vivid memories of coming to this place with his parents. And I think it holds a lot of meaning for him. I've loved Disneyland since I was a kid. I mean, I grew up here in Huntington Beach. Uh, you know, I, the youngest I remember is my mom talking about when I was two years old, going on Matterhorn uh, with her back when they had the cuddle seats, and I'd have my blankie and we'd uh, go for, you know, go for a sled ride. Um, and I've always loved Matterhorn since then. You know, I remember growing up, and my family would come up, even if we didn't come into the park, we would go over to the hotel and watch the fireworks on a Friday night or watch the old dancing water show they used to have and walk around the lagoon area they had. What keeps me coming back is the whole magic of Disney and what they've built here. I mean, it is really impressive. And you know we've all heard it's the happiest place on earth. But it's got to get super expensive. Well, I thought so too. Right. But uh, Jeff has this all figured out. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, at this point, my current annual pass is good until January of 2018. So I've got the rest of the year paid for. With me coming every day, yeah, my pass, if you were to buy one today, costs you $1,049. But without, as often as I've come, eight days of paying one day, you would pay off what you've paid for a pass. So by me coming for an entire year, I've brought the cost down around a buck eighty or two eighty a day. So, I mean, it's less than people going to Starbucks or somewhere to pick up coffee every day. So, you know, in that sense, even if you have an obsession for coffee and I have my obsession for Disney, mine's costing me less than yours. A lot of people will get off work and they'll head to a bar or, something, or you know, somewhere like that or a movie theater uh, for happy hour with coworkers and such. I've got everything right here. You know, if I want a drink, I can go to downtown. If I just want a Coke or something... Thank you. Wait, did did he just get recognized? Well, he's now something of a legend uh, in the park. And nowadays I have stuff like that when I get recognized by other guests, you know, and get that uh, high five, you know, a fist bump. Other people just share the magic, uh, you know, of um, the park and, and the fun. Truly amazing. And it turns out that it's cost effective, too. But even if it's, it's not that much money, yeah. it's a huge commitment and exhausting. Why every day? Was he trying to set a record? Well, he says he, he didn't start out trying. Like he just he was coming every day. He'd, he'd lost his job, and he was sort of looking for a place to kind of forget his worries, and he'd come to the park, and he'd hang out, and he'd feel better at the end of it, and kind of turned into this thing, you know, like a serious habit. He'd come every day, and it's turned into this thing that now he's now actually kind of famous for it. Some people think of it as an obsession. I also think of it as, you know, my gym or a getaway, um, you know, because I can. I can come here and you can kind of shut out the bad things happening on the outside and, and start over. And, you know, right now I've got a smile on my face, you know, because it still has that feeling for me. And that's the reason. I mean, I never did this to make a world record or anything like that. That's just something that's come with it. Um, I've just done this because it's fun, and that's the only reason I'm still coming, is because I enjoy myself here. And a part of that enjoyment comes from the people that he meets. And Jeff crosses paths with all sorts of people in the park, but also some celebrities, too. And this is something he says wouldn't really happen to him in the, you know, quote-unquote real world. I mean, I've walked by and uh, wished Vince Vaughn Happy Father's Day, or, you know, saying hi to Kobe Bryant, you know, or... 
Um, Drake Bell was a, has been a Disney friend that we would meet up and we'd hit rides here in the park like regular guests together. You know, and that's just something that's been special that's been able to happen here that, you know, outside it wouldn't be a general thing that would happen to me. It is adorable. Like, it's really sweet. But what about his family and his friends? How do they fit into his daily routine? Well, I think because of where Disneyland is, is located, so Anaheim is only about 20 miles from Huntington Beach, which is where Jeff lives. So it's not like he has to go too far out of his way. Uh, and it means, you know, he can do his daily routine. He can go to work and, and, and not have to disconnect with his family and his community. And he, get this, he happens to have a girlfriend who, like, she not only entertains this, this hobby, if you can call it that, but she joins in. Our first date was here on day 660. Um, it was a Monday night during one of Mickey's Halloween parties. Uh, we came here through the park and then uh, went across the street. And I still remember, in fact, because I, um, since I like to post pictures every day, um, I have a picture of stormtroopers and a couple of guests dressed as stormtroopers. And then I have a picture of a gentleman dressed as the big bad wolf over by uh, Astro Orbiter. So it's one, some of those funny things to look back on. And oh yeah, that's what happened that day. Like in Disney, they lived happily ever after, at least to this point, <laughs> and it's adorable. Yeah, I mean, they're lucky they found each other. And uh, as I mentioned before, Jeff's made a bunch of good friends inside the park, too, because he's, he's there so often. Uh, my name is Femi. I'm a attraction host at Matterhorn Bobsleds, and pretty much majority of Fantasyland itself. Uh, seeing Jeff, that's always, like, usually going to be a bright day every time. So, like, if I'm having a bad day, if I see Jeff, I'm always like, oh, hey, it's Jeff. And then he comes over, and we're just like, hey, how's it going? And he's always, like, he's a bright ray of sunshine all the time. Jeff, I've known you for, like, how long? Like, I want to say four of those? Yeah, pretty, you know, pretty close. Uh, I think it was just after you started here we met. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we've known each other, like, six years itself. Well, and how often do you see him on the Matterhorn? <laughs> I want to say at least, I want to say at least, like, five or six days a week, roughly. <laughs> So what does Jeff think is the secret to how Disney actually gets him coming back for more every single day? Well, he has this insight that I, I think is telling. It's about how the whole park is kind of like a play. Walt doesn't call his workers employees, but cast members, because they are members of the cast that create. I mean, right now we're where they consider this on stage. So when you're on stage, you act a certain way, like an actor would. And all of us guests are extras that are participating in the play of the day. Wow. So he's found a real place to connect with other people and enjoy and be part of something bigger than himself. And he gets to meet people and go on rides. And eat cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter if you're two years old, you know, and you're here for your first time, or, you know, if you're 60 years old here for your first time. It still is a magical place to explore. We're going right through the heart of Sleeping Beauty Castle, uh, right through the uh, entryway tunnel as we enter into Fantasyland. And as you walk through, you could hear the, the music change. More of the uh, cartoon. Thanks to Devin Schwartz for bringing us that interview with Jeff Wrights from inside Disneyland in California. Keep your eyes out because you always have her evil stepmother 
uh, looking down on us, you know, peeking through the window. So Disneyland has obviously spent a lot of time and a lot of money figuring out how to keep their customers coming back. And a big part of that is how they treat those customers as they walk through the gates of the park. There's a great article over on the Relate Online magazine called The Value of Hospitality No Matter What Industry You're In. It's got tips on ways to make your customers feel at home and to keep them coming back. That's it for Relate this week. Next week, we've got a really special episode. It's about one man's relationship with his daughter and his own mortality. The compelling story of a former pilot at the end of his life and his desire to manage his own death with as much dignity as he can muster. It's an amazing story of courage and family, and it's coming up next week on Relate. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and we'll serve up that episode along with more great stories that we've got in the works. Also, Zendesk has a big conference coming up in New York City. Relate Live New York happens October 23rd through 25th with a raft of amazing speakers like John Ronson, Martin Talks, and Damon John. They're going to help you take your customer service to the next level. For listeners of the podcast, you can sign up at relate.zendesk.com live. Use the promo code podcast and receive a $200 discount on your conference registration. Again, that's relate.zendesk.com slash live. I'm Tamara Stanners. Talk to you soon.